Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm talking to you about leadership in a post-COVID world and I'll be sharing some common topics, situations and requirements for leaders as we come out of the COVID situation and into whatever normal looks like. Um, So I'm sharing common leadership qualities that people are looking for and are needed to support your business and your people, why culture is important and how you might want to relook at that, how great communication brings people in and builds trust and why burnout is such a big thing to watch alongside other mental wellbeing plans and then the common options that people are using to develop this leadership. So join me. So welcome to the Lessons for Leaders podcast. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stress, doubt and overwhelm. So I help you increase your performance, be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and wellbeing trainer, helping you and your workforce increase that performance, elevate productivity and improve wellbeing so that you make a bigger impact in your personal and professional life and in your workplace. Recently, I've been working with organisations and individual leaders and managers to help them to be able to become more focused, less stressed and have a wider impact on both their personal and professional leadership skills, as well as improving well-being for themselves and that of their teams. Jennifer said, Emma provided one-to-one coaching to me over a period of several months. Emma's approach to our coaching relationship was very supportive throughout and she built trust very quickly. This allowed me to speak freely and I felt as though she truly listened to me and understood where I was coming from. I found Emma to be extremely pragmatic, I am, in terms of her advice and coaching style, always with a sense of humour but importantly with empathy and kindness at the core. I left each session with a sense of purpose, feeling more confident and focused in terms of different techniques I could implement and draw upon. I found my coaching journey to be really beneficial and I'd recommend to anyone thinking of seeking a coach to go for it. Thank you, Emma. And these are the results that I love to hear about. So, Get in touch if you want to know how I can help you individually or your organisation. You can contact me at emma at emmalankton.com. If you're not ready to do that yet, then you can get onto my newsletter. Again, the link will be in the show notes or there's information on my website at emmalankton.com. This newsletter sends out tips, information, statistics and the current organisational trends that are happening right now so that you don't have to dig around for it. It comes out monthly, so you can guarantee I won't be spamming you. And one client, Paula, said, I've saved every newsletter and often go back for tips, advice and ideas when I need help, support or inspiration. 
And then finally, a request from me that if you haven't hit the subscribe button or left a review for me, then please do go and find the little button and leave a review and let me know your key thoughts or your takeaways or what you value most from the podcast. And if you hit subscribe, it makes sure that you never miss another episode. It also helps other people to be able to find the podcast and for the podcast platforms to be able to share it with people so that we can get the message and support and help to more and more people where it's needed. So thank you for that. So welcome back listeners. As we go into September and probably are making your plans all the way through to the end of the year, if you haven't done already, I thought it would be useful for me to share with you information about leadership in the post-COVID world, and I really hope it's going to be post-COVID. Um, and I'm sharing some common topics and situations for leadership and some of the things that I'm seeing in organisations and, of course, some of the things I'm being asked to supply to. Because often I get people coming to me saying, what is it that's going on? What are other people doing? And obviously, I share this in my newsletter that I've just mentioned to sign up to. But, you know, if you're thinking that, you know, you're you're not a leader or maybe you're not high enough up to influence this and you might as well just switch off now, well, wait. <laughs> because there there is information here for you as an individual and there are podcasts coming up that will help change your mind about this too. So listen in here so that you get the full picture you also are going to get a full picture about what other people, what other organisations are dealing with, maybe struggling with, so that it can help you to feel that you're not so alone, that it's not just your job, that it's not just your organisation. Okay, And that is always one of the biggest and most helpful things when I work with people individually with coaching because they always go, I think it's just me and it's not just you. But sometimes we have to realise that. So let's talk about leadership skills. Obviously, having great leadership skills is a bit of a given. That's what everybody needs. But what does good leadership look like? Because often I get people and organisations coming to me because they've worked their way up the ranks because they're good at what they do. But they don't necessarily have all the leadership and people skills. And then with the continuing remote working, hybrid working, whatever type of working format is happening, it's imperative to our managers and leaders to develop strong leadership qualities to manage teams remotely so that you inspire and you bring out the best in them. You know, we need to look at culture again. And I'm hearing from organisations who are having another look at the culture so that you build a culture that people want to be part of. I don't know if you've seen in the news, they're talking about the, the great resignation, um, that COVID's made people realise or shift some of the priorities, realise different things that are important to them. And so people are, you know, leaving jobs. I always say people don't leave jobs, they leave managers. So people are leaving managers. We need good managers that are going to keep people there, keep people wanting to work for them. So 
And I've had lots of people telling me that they're feeling flat, they're low, they're fed up. A common phrase was they've lost their mojo. And part of this is because of the lockdown situation and the COVID situation where there's no connection, we're working all the time. I'm going to talk about burnout, so bear with me. And the lost enthusiasm for their job, for their organisation, for their leadership. A big part of this is around the culture in your organisation. People need to understand what type of culture you want to create or develop. And that means thinking about what you want, setting some of those goals of the things that you're going to put in place, the expectations of what that looks like, but communicating well. And it isn't about a command and control leadership style and culture. It's about one that's inclusive, where everyone is respected, where we ensure that there's support, there's coaching, there's mentoring, there's different ways to bring people together and bring people along with you. So it might be about, you know, boosting some of the connection activities. It might be about doing bits of social and all those sorts of things as well. So people are looking at culture and what that really means. Communication is a big one. At the moment, communication is a skill. Although, you know, we learn to walk and talk by the age of like one and two. Um, that's why you'll see lots of communication skills workshops and training and coaching around. <laughs> I often say to people that I feel a bit like the villain off a James Bond film, you know, when I'm sat stroking a cat or something, if I stroked, if I stroked a cat, the dog would go nuts. However, even when I just say the word, however, I feel like I'm there stroking this animal, we'll say, and, you know, going, we have ways of making you talk. <laughs> just, that's my wacky um, sense of humour and the way my brain works. You'll get used to it. Um, but, you know, communicating in a way that engages people, draws them in, takes them with you. And the big one is means that they share information with you. And that's sharing the good, the bad and the ugly. It also means you're ahead of the game in situations in the workplace. But it also makes you, a, you know, a manager, a leader and actually even a team member that people want to be with and want to spend time with. Alongside that communication is, you know, when leaders are prepared to admit their mistakes or say they were wrong, it sets the example to others and demonstrates that it's okay to do that too. So rather than trying to cover it up, just own up to stuff. We're all human and it sets a wonderful example to the team that you've got. And good communication creates trust too. That's how you get people talking to you about the good, the bad and the ugly, if you like. This means that you get leaders who people want to talk to, who people want to actually work hard for, go the extra mile and do the extra little bits. Not that we want people working all the time, but you know, the little extra bits. And trust comes from consistency in actions, not just words. You know, there's that saying about people won't remember what you've said, but they do remember how you made them feel. So it's that. So are you doing eye contact? Are you, you know, are you empathising with them? Are you showing that you're listening? Acknowledge difficult times, the struggles, the anxiety. Then put things in place to support. 
obviously I'm going to say some really great things to put in place our coaching and mental health and well-being plans la la but effective leaders have a framework and so these are some of the things that can be included in your framework of your effective leadership and these are some of the common ones that I'm going to talk to you about now because um, you know I create bespoke leadership plans that include coaching group workshops you know and then individual kind of mentoring and training aspects of things one of the key ones at the minute is about empathy or emotional intelligence or a bit of both so empathy allows you to create an environment of that open communication and the more effective feedback there is another podcast on this topic so go and check it out leading with empathy and i'll link it in the show notes But coaching helps this too, by giving space to think about things, to discuss, to explore and see things from a different perspective. Then when you and your team freely communicate the issues, the successes, the challenges, you're better placed to understand the situation and lead or influence the outcomes. Obviously, mental health and well-being is high on people's agenda now more than ever before. And empathy and emotional intelligence sits in line with this, with the mental health and well-being at work. And it's now getting much more focused. So before COVID, I sometimes got poo-pooed about resilience. Wasn't it just a buzzword? Is it just a fad? And now it's being taken so much more seriously. And so is mental health. But not everywhere. And it's important to know that there are things that can be learned. So my mental health awareness training, my resilience training, managing stress to improve performance, make healthy boundaries, all of these things are great for your teams. The mental health awareness, especially for leaders, means that they're more aware and have the confidence in knowing how to deal with situations and signpost people. One of the crucial things that I say on this, and I cannot emphasize enough now, is you don't have to know how to fix everything. And you know what? That can apply to the people that you work with, the people that you lead, the people that you manage, to your spouse, to your kids, to your siblings, to your parents. You don't have to know how to fix it. It's the open communication thing again. And the empathy is more sort of supportive and healing than actually giving people advice okay so the signposting is good and the confidence to have the conversations burnout this is a biggie people are saying to me they're fed up they're low they're struggling you know that lost their mojo but they're asking are they burnt out so grab a couple of the other podcasts for the information and signs of burnout and make sure that you and the people around you are aware of what burnout looks like Working from home has had tons of benefits, but it also, for some, has come at a cost. And my most popular wellbeing workshop through the entire COVID period has been the one on healthy boundaries. People who were working all the time because their office was on their kitchen table or in their living room, or they were suffering from the kind of always switched on world, it's been hard for people to disconnect. So action is needed now before that ripple effect, you know, of bits of one-off bits of stress and piling on the pressure onto others. 
So just briefly, some of the top causes of burnout are the excessive workload, even if it's self-inflicted, constant overtime, unclear expectations, lack of support and a lack of social interactions, which of course we've had because we're all at home. And what burnout can look like is obviously high and consistent stress levels and comes out and shows as a negative attitude or negative thinking patterns, being exhausted all the time, being deflated. Remember what I've said about people lost their mojo? Yep. Um, And frequently, I've said frequently are permanently stressed as well. What helps in all these things is in the podcast, but helping them to manage stress, educating what works, what the signs are. And I've said the healthy boundaries and work life and behaviours and equipping managers with the skills and knowledge to lead well and to communicate well. And also, obviously, your organisation's culture, they don't want to feel that they're on their own or that they're the only one that's finishing at, you know, whatever time. So you might be sitting there thinking, well, that's all very well and really great information, Emma, but how do we do all this? Well, there are some people who are naturally better than others and some people find, you know, leadership and demonstrating culture or managing stress levels easier than others. That's human nature. But maybe look at consulting for leadership plans and well-being plans because it's a great way to get some expert eyes on what you need and where you want to go, obviously. I'm available. If it's something that you want that I don't deliver, then I can direct you to people who will be able to help. It might be that you need that selection of coaching and training, you know, by outcome-based management. You know, many companies I'm working with are organising the bespoke courses to skill their management and mid-management teams so they have skills for exceptional leaders and to support the hybrid working the back to the office anxieties, that's another one, and managing the change. There's lots of ways you can do online development and workshops can be a great way to target a large number of people. So, you know, check out my website or talk to me about what I can provide for you. For coaching, some organisations are changing things up here so that the online provision is less attendees in a group and they've got me to create bespoke programmes that work better in the online version because online does have to be different in person. Or perhaps running phased inductions or programmes are also good. For example, one school is doing a leadership course with a set of attendees for one term. For them, that's a third of the year. And then the following term, there's new attendees. So they know that they're going to get through all of their leaders in one year, but they're breaking it down into smaller chunks. And, you know, for other organisations, they might work in quarters of the year or however your scorecard and different things are split up. Organisations are rethinking the focus and the outcomes from the development so that it supports the issues and difficulties from the past year and enhances well-being as well as creating that route to increasing performance. And many organisations have done the work on getting people to say if they are struggling, which is brilliant, and then they've forgotten to provide managers with a variety of levels of skills to have the conversations with these people that step forward. 
So for things like this, the traditionally known soft skills, which is a term I hate, um, then coaching can work really well or a blend of coaching and uh, group coaching and individual coaching or coaching with some workshops and then one-to-one coaching. So there's a variety of options out there and they're already providing great benefits to the organisations I'm talking to and working with. It's really up to you what budget you have, what facilities you have, what issues you have, how many people and what outcomes you want. But if you do want to talk to me about any of these options, get in touch. Then there's also in this leadership series across the next six to eight weeks, you can listen in for more tools and tips and guests are sharing their tips and information as well. So do make sure that you hit subscribe so that this automatically downloads to your podcast player every single week and you don't miss any of these other quite honestly fantastic episodes and guests that I've got lined up and then get in touch with me see the link in the show notes uh, ask me any questions and then I'll see you again in the next episode bye for now